Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast, where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level. Your host, Victoria, is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry, helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses. Now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you. Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. Hi friends, good morning, how are you? Today I wanna talk to you guys a little bit about alignment and what to do, you know, more seriously, what to do when you feel you are not in alignment with whatever is going on, whether that's someone that you're partnering with, a brand that you have been using for a while, someone that you've hired, whatever it may be, I wanna talk about focusing on whether or not you guys are truly aligned, how to figure that out, and then what to do if you are not, if it's just not working out, if it's just, if the vibes are off, how to cut and run. Um, so I have experienced this in all ways, actually. I have done collaborations where we were in the middle of the collab and I was like, I want to I want to get the fuck out of here. I don't like the vibe. This isn't going well. I also have um, I've worked with brands that I was using on clients. And as I'm seeing the one year healed work, I was like, yeah, I might have fucked up here. It might be me. I might be the problem. I do not like the results, you know, it's time to time to switch it up. And I know that it wasn't me because people, you know, especially pigment brands love to tell you, it's not your pigment, it's you. It wasn't me because I had done these clients year over year using something else. And last year I used your product and this year when they came in, the results are different and I don't like it and I wanted to switch. And that product was Hey friends, Victoria here. Brow Sister PMU Products is a proud sponsor of the Glam Life Podcast. Brow Sister PMU Products' main goal is to make sure that your clients feel as good as you make them look. Keeping your clients nice, numb, and comfortable throughout your procedures is our number one priority always. Though we do have a selection of colors and needles and microblades as well. Check us out over at browsister.com. Our podcast is not possible without Brow Sister. So thank you so much for supporting. I really, truly appreciate it. And to prove it, go ahead and use Glam Life 20 for 20% off your next order. Now let's get back to today's episode. Just kidding. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> I would never trash a brand. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. But the point is, you know when something's off, right? Like when a tool in your tool kit just isn't doing the thing it's supposed to do or you're not enjoying the results of it. Yeah, go ahead. That's not it. Also with hiring, especially because some people will tell you you've got to give it time. You've got to give it some time. Figure it out. You know, make sure that you've given enough guidance. Make sure that you were clear enough with your expectations. Make sure that their job duties, their, you know, your expectations, the measures of which, make sure that it's all clearly spelled out. Have those checkpoints where you you say, okay, let's meet Friday at 4 p.m., you know, before end of day and go over what we accomplished this week and what our goals are for next week. And during that time, you can kind of have like a soft conversation about how they're not meeting expectations. And some of that is for documented conversation purposes, which if you don't know, if you're new to managing people, a documented conversation is the penultimate meeting. So you and I sat down and I said, you're not doing X, Y, and Z, and I really need these things done. 
and you said, okay, and a week goes by and I see X, Y, and Z are not done. So I say, hey, let's meet Friday at 4 p.m. and discuss, you know, progress. So we have a progress meeting. And at this meeting, I say, I told you on this date that I needed X, Y, and Z done and you agreed. And I'm seeing that they're not done yet. Why is that? How can I help you to accomplish these tasks, these goals, right? And at that point, you say to me, oh, I'm sorry, you know, my dog ate my carrots and my hair had syrup and it was a mess, girl. And one of my tires was bigger than all the rest. My ass itches and there was a gnome in my nose. I don't know, whatever you're gonna tell me, okay? So you tell me bullshit and I say, cool. So since that's all sorted out now, you should be able to do X, Y, Z, right? And you say, oh yeah, I got that. No problem. Absolutely. I got you. And I say, great. So I've, uh, I've written the notes of this meeting down. I'm going to go ahead and email that to you. All right. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, just so, you know, we both know we, we both have it for our records. So it has been documented and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you an email with the time and the date on it saying, hey, just a recap of the meeting that we had earlier today, those, the minutes of which we discussed, blah, 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 blah. And uh, now it is written for our HR purposes so that at the next meeting I can fire you. That is a documented conversation. So how do you know when it's time for an actual like pep talk and she just needs a little bit more bolstering? And how do you know that it's time to cut and run, cut your losses? That is a great question. Let's get into it. So I think it's very obvious with the brands, right? If you're using a brand and they are not aligned with your core values, your core mission, or their tools don't do what they're supposed to do, it's fine to say, hey, I'm out of there. I, I'm, you don't order it again. There's no one that you need to call and say, we're breaking up. It's very easy to cut your orders off and order from somewhere else, right? You don't really need my guidance on that. But then when it comes to collaborations, there are some other considerations, right? Because you want to exit gracefully. You don't want to hurt any feelings. You don't want to burn any bridges. And you want to keep your public persona. You want to keep your face, you know? Um, you don't want to be the one who, who comes out. and says, I saw someone do this, by the way. I saw someone post, I am no longer affiliated with this organization. And the way that they run things is like a circus. I'm paraphrasing. Um, that that doesn't really, it does accomplish that you are not going to be working with that event or that, you know, program or whatever. But that does not kill it. You know, now you've created a different monster that people are going to question. People are going to be chatting in the DMs. What's going on with so-and-so and this, whatever? She posted that really cryptic message. Did something happen? Does anybody know what happened? It's going to be on the message boards talking about, oh, you know, he said this, she said that, they did this, they did that. And it's all going to be wrong because it's all hearsay. None of it's going to be the truth. So you're just fueling fire at that point. So what is the correct way to do it? I think the correct way is always to blame yourself, blame your schedule, blame your uh, morals, blame your values, whatever it is, just blame it on yourself. I like to fire clients, bad clients in this way, or people who come to me for a consultation and I know that I, don't, I do not want to put my name on their work, or maybe they're a hard red flag. I send them to a girl I hate. She does it to me too. She, she picked up on that. 
Um, I send them to a girl that I do not like and I tell them, Hey, you know who, um, okay. So let me see. I'll actually tell you how I said it to someone once this lady came in and she was just a right bitch. Just completely. She was, she was ugly to me and I didn't want to work with her. And I, she, she couldn't communicate what it was that she wanted anyway. And whenever I would communicate to her, it didn't seem like she was hearing me and she was bitchy about it. All right, so I knew she was going to cause a scene if I just told her no right then and there. So instead, I said, let's put down a tentative date on the calendar a few weeks from now. And um, I'm going to I'm gonna take some pictures of the pre-draw, and I'm going to think about this consultation, and I'll get back with you. Okay, so she has some on the calendar, so she feels better, and she leaves. The next day, I sent her a very well-worded text message. So that I had it in writing, exactly what I said. And also so that she couldn't talk over me and yell at me because that's what she had been doing during the consultation. So I said, hi, so-and-so, this is Victoria. I've been thinking long and hard about the conversation we had yesterday. And I will be honest with you. I don't feel, and this is true, I don't feel that I am capable of giving you exactly the results that you want. And I wouldn't want to charge you full price and give and then under deliver, you know, and I certainly wouldn't want to take any risks on your face as this is permanent. So until I can get my skill set where it needs to be to be able to give you the results you desire, I would happily give you um, a referral to someone who I think can. And then I give them her name and where they can find her. And they go and bother her. And that lady, that little bitch who I sent that to, actually waited like an hour. And then she texted me back and said, good, I don't want you to do them anyway. And I messaged her right back immediately. I remember even where I was. I sent the text message in my car in the mall parking lot. And then she sent me that message um, when I was in front of Charlotte Roos at the mall, sitting down, eating a pretzel. And I texted her back right away. And I said, wonderful. I'm glad we're both on the same page here. I didn't want you to do it anyway. Yes, you did. So she went and had them done somewhere else. And um, I was in the middle of completing a client when I got a notification on my watch that I had a message on Instagram DM and it said, done. And I, I didn't know what that meant or who sent it or whatever. So after I was finished with my client, had checked the client out, rebooked them for their eight-week touch-up. I went and checked my Instagram DM and she sent me a picture of her eyebrows and I could see from the background where she had gone. And I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) they deserve that. They deserved every headache you gave them today. Done. I had my brows done. I didn't respond because why would I? I don't give a shit if you got your eyebrows done somewhere, lady. Good for you. We don't know each other. Then about a year goes by and she messages me, hey, you know, I don't like how we left things and I I wanted to atone basically is what she was saying um i had somebody else do them i'm really not happy shocking not because of where she went because where she went is perfectly competent just because i don't like someone doesn't mean that i'm going to automatically tell everybody that they suck at eyebrows they don't she does not suck at eyebrows she's great um (laughs) but that's not why i'm not shocked that the eyebrows she wasn't happy with i'm not shocked because no one was going to make her happy because she's a bitch so i was just kind of like okay all right. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm actually booked out. I do not have any availability for at least the next six months. So it didn't matter if I had availability the next day, that was going to be the response. 
I'm so sorry about that. You can keep checking my calendar, you know, whatever. She was like, well, if you have a cancellation, call me. I was like, ugh, my cancellation list got so long that I just deferred people to, to just checking online. Sorry about that. Thank you very much for thinking of me, though. I appreciate it. Bye. Have a nice day. You treated me terribly. I don't owe you anything. You do not owe people kindness when they are rude to you. That should be a jingle. It is. I just made it. You can turn that into a TikTok audio if you want to. You do not owe people kindness when they are not kind to you. I am not Jesus. No one's putting me on a cross, honey. There are no nail wounds in my hands. No, I don't owe you that. No, 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 no. But what about when it's an employee, right? What about when it's an employee? Because they are always going to tell the story that you were in the wrong and people will believe it because people like the underdog. Um, Unless, of course, you've just been so well received for many, many years and no one has ever complained about you. You've never fired anyone. Um, Then people might second guess it and be like, that doesn't sound like her. So, I mean, don't worry. You're not always going to get trashed just for firing someone. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, their story is always going to be that they were wronged. They're never going to say, I really did a shit job. I showed up late every day and they let me go righteously. So they're never going to say that. So I think that the process we should be following for letting people go is leading with compassion, but analyzing with, with clear eyes. So... It's okay to ask what's going on. That's okay. It's not crossing a boundary. um, And it's not, you know, blurring the line between being a leader and being a friend. Your employees are not your friends. They're your employees. I don't even view my employees as employees. I view them as coworkers because in many ways I serve as their assistant, right? I'm always answering the damn phone. I clean the bathrooms. I do a lot of vacuuming here. I do all the ordering, right? Like I'm very close with my team. So we we do have friendships and some of them were my friends before they came to work here and that's okay, but there still needs to be a boundary whenever you are leading. And I, I think that there's a very clear one at the Microblading Institute. And um, my friend Taylor is very, it's so funny because I can tell when the switch flips for her that she realizes, oh, that's right, you are my employer. That's so funny to me um, because I, I'm not necessarily making a cognizant switch at all. But if she says something and I say no, um, sh- it's almost like her mood switches. She's very, very, very good at dancing that line. And I appreciate that so much from her. So that it's never awkward. Your friend never has to remind you that she's the boss. You know what I mean? We just have such a healthy working relationship and I'm really proud and happy for that. But I've had other people who definitely blurred that line. I've had a lot of people who um, I've coached who have had the same issue where they're saying, well, you know, they, I, they treat, they don't listen to me or I have to get my husband to tell them. Girl, what? What? You have to get your husband to tell them what you said already? Who's the boss? Tony Danza. <laughs> no, seriously. If you're having to employ the use of someone else, then let's think about that more strategically, Right. So if it's that you need um, someone else to be able to be the bearer of bad news. My friend Shannon did this so well at her hair salon. She hired a proxy, basically. She got herself an assistant who could take all the assistant duties, you know, 
calls, checking people out, doing inventory, um, placing the orders, that kind of stuff, paying the bills. That's great. Miss Pat is amazing at all that stuff. But Shannon is just super bad at being the bad guy. She never wants to be the bearer of bad news. She never wants to be the one who has to tell you, no, you can't do that, or you, you owe me full price, or you haven't paid your rent, you owe me the rent plus the late fee. She just cannot do it. Miss Pat does it. Miss Pat does it. And there's an art form to the way that Miss Pat does it. Miss Pat will show up at your door and smile and ask how you are. And she's genuine. And then say, by the way, um, today's the fifth. Do you have your rent money? You have your rent money by the end of today? Okay. There is a $60 fee if you pay it tomorrow. So get it in today before you leave. Okay. Dude, it's the nicest telling off of your life. Like she wasn't ugly to you. And I feel totally comfortable giving her a hug when she walks into the kitchen you know, 10 minutes from now. And you better believe I'm going to have money. You better believe I'm going to pay my rent. And Shannon gets paid. And Shannon didn't have to take time off from clients. And Shannon didn't have to come and have an uncomfortable conversation with me that she doesn't want to have. Miss Pat does it. Baby, Miss Pat, baby. It's not my story to tell. But Miss Pat told me a story one time about something that happened in her personal life. And the way she handled it was like a G. And that's when I knew right then and there, like Miss Pat is the ultimate ultimate salon manager um and the story she told me had nothing to do with salons by the way it was her personal life but it was just like oh yeah you were cut out for these kind of conversations you're so good at that you're so good at that. how'd you get so good at that it's crazy oh my god not my story to tell really 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 wish it was i might maybe i'll have her on one day um i've never had a guest on this show but anyway you can have the same kind of conversations with your employees if you're uncomfortable having those conversations then you can go ahead and hire a miss pat hire an intermediary right i'm not saying immediately promote your front desk because just because you're good at front desk does not mean you're going to be a good salon manager right um and if you if you are looking at hiring a salon manager and you have questions about that dm me because that's a whole conversation. That's a whole conversation. Um, and it's very customized to the industry that you're in and then like the actual tasks that you need to defer. So yeah, I had one of these. I had one of these. And there's another option besides having these uh, uncomfortable conversations where you let someone go. Or maybe you can't let someone go. This is kind of a dirty trick, but it's true. And it's prevalent in corporate America. Um, you can do something called managing someone out. Now, you can use a documented conversation as part of the plan to manage someone out, right? If somebody has a PIP meeting with you, um, P-I-P, a PIP meeting, you you should start sending out your resume, I would say. So if they put you on a performance improvement plan, a PIP, yeah, you send out your resume. They're just documenting to make sure that they can get rid of you. Very, very, very few people who get put on a PIP plan are actually going to get off the PIP plan. And usually, take a long, hard look at yourself, babe, because why does your employer feel like they need to be your mama? Why do I need to give you a chore list? Why do I need to tell you how to do your job or fix the things that you are responsible for? Uh, sounds like a you problem. There are toxic work environments. That's true. But thinking from my own point of view, I think that the microplane institute is maybe the least toxic place. Because you only show up when you're earning money. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody here is gal pals. And we're not together enough to even fight or argue or, or feel awkward about things. Like there's nothing to argue about. There's nothing to feel weird about. So, yeah. If I had to put someone on a pit plan, it would definitely be 100% them. 
But managing people out can also be um, reducing hours. Well, we don't need you that many hours this week. At that point, they are making a choice, right? Um, If they need to earn more money, then they'll have to go somewhere else where they can get more hours. Sometimes it is a demotion, taking responsibility away on a permanent basis. Um, Well, you know, we've hired a salon manager, so I'm actually not going to need you for these tasks anymore. So that title doesn't really make sense. So instead, let's go back to whatever. And then you figure out the responsibility task list from there and the financial payments from there, right? Um, I saw this done once and it was so clear to me that this person was being managed out, but I don't think it was clear to them. And this was not me. This was not my company. I uh, had a friend who was being paid a percentage for a job in sales. She was being paid a percentage of sales. And then that percentage was cut in half. She was given more responsibility too. And she was like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm part of the family. Not real family, not blood family. She was speaking about the toxic term family in business, right? She was like, well, you know, we're a big family here. I'm part of the family and I'm just going to do my part because times are tough right now. You know, sales are down, whatever. Baby, if sales are down, that's a you problem. You are the sales. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, but so they uh, cut her percentage 50% and then gave her more to do. And I, I think that she mistook that um, additional responsibility for endearment. Like, yeah, but we're part of the team. You're part of the team. You know, we love you. We don't want to lose you. And I think that they do love this person and didn't want to lose this person. But, um, but they did want to not have her on the team. And they just didn't know how to say to a person that they really liked, hey, there's not a place for you here anymore. You're not meeting your your goals in sales and why keep you around? You know what I mean? So that was meant to be an incentive for her to need to go and find another job. And instead she hung around a little bit because she thought that it was just a favor she was doing for people she really liked. And like neither of those things are really healthy choices, to be honest with you. You need to be very clear and direct and make sure that you're... Um, intentions, your goals, their goals, your expectations are, are crystal clear so that it's measurable when you do need to let someone go, you know, managing people out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have any questions, um, especially situational, because I know in a lot, in a lot of times people just need verbiage, right? And a lot of really specific, like, hey, in my case, it's, this is the situation. What do I say to get out of it? If you need the verbiage, DM me. We can continue this conversation anytime you want over on Instagram at victoria.glam. DM me, tell me what's going on, and we'll figure it out together. In the meantime, I will see you back here next Monday at 9 a.m. Central Time as usual. Ciao. 